Yup. What's up, y'all? It's your girl Amira Fair, and this is episode number six of The Spill. And again, I want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. You don't have to, but you do. And that what matters the most. If you have any questions or concerns, or if you're looking to troll me, follow me at It's A Fair Play. Trust me, I don't mind. So without further ado, I want to introduce another topic, which actually caught me off guard. The Negro League Baseball is back with the official launch of the National Urban Professional Baseball League opening game is on May 25th. For those who are unfamiliar of the Negro League Baseball, look up Jackie Robinson. I wish I had more African Americans to name, but Jackie Robinson is the person, the key point person that we all learned in black history so conveniently in 28 days out of a whole year in our school system. So before Jackie Robinson went to the major league, baseball, whatever, you had the Negro Leagues. Because back in the day, black people and white people could not mix. So therefore, black people had to create their own organizations, own colleges, and so forth to make sure that African Americans were allotted the same opportunities. And the Negro League was one of them. Now, for others who are like, wait, what happened if they were so lit back in the 40s, 50s, whatever, blah, blah, blah. See, what had happened was segregation ended. After, inter- after segregation ended and integration was a thing, a lot of black businesses died. Because black people have this feel that, hey, if it ain't white, it ain't right. Let me try to do what the white people do. Let me go to their organizations and their restaurants and their this and their that because I have the rights. And somehow we stop supporting our black people and organizations that were there to help us when we were in need like before this whole food stamp thing it was these black orgs that stood for you so my message out there for my listeners is let's try to support this negro baseball league that ass because first of all baseball is the longest season in sports one of the longest longest outside of hockey yeah and then for two if we support them it will come back in tenfold, man, tenfold. We can't sit here and just look at these integrated organizations. Yes, they're a thing, but we have to do us for us on the low. Fubu. If y'all don't know what that is, then y'all got to stop listening to this podcast. But I'm liking this. Let's support the Negro Baseball League in 2018. Let's work. I miss the old Kanye. Straight out the show. Listen, I don't know all the worst of songs. Um, for those who are <laughs> unfamiliar with me, my name is Amira Fair, and I make up lyrics, my own lyrics to songs a lot of times. But y'all got the gist. If you heard the first aspect of the song I was trying to rap, this topic right here is about Kanye Omari West. Now, for those who are new to me and those who are true to me, Kanye Omari West, yes, I use his middle name, was once upon a time my favorite rapper. Yo, I used to have all these cardboard cutouts of him. I had magazine covers with him. I went to almost all his concerts and so forth and so forth. You know what? I even wrote a 20-page paper for my journalism class on Kanye West. Yes, I was a fan. Well, I am a fan But in light of everything that's going on with Kanye being in this quote-unquote sunken place, 
CNN just released a poll stating that 23% of people who identify themselves as white said they had a favorable opinion of Ye, and only 20% of non-white people felt the same, meaning that Kanye is officially more popular with white people. <sighs> Man, listen, in the last two or three weeks since Kanye has been in this sunken place and been putting out media attention towards himself and these banters and rants that he so conveniently does i've been getting my phone blown up about what kanye's doing and my thoughts on him and i'm finally going to discuss it because disgusted i'm going to discuss it because yeah it's just coming to a head y'all the thing that pisses me off the most about this kanye west topic is he is a child of the black panther party movement his father was a member of the Black Panther Party. For those who are uneducated, the Black Panther Party was an organization of black people who studied law, had degrees in the shit, and they wanted to make African Americans thrive within their community in a very aggressive approach versus Dr. King, who was very passive. As a result, they had free breakfast programs for children. They had clinics for old people who are going to diabetes issues and high blood pressure, which are topics that were very prevalent within the African-American community. And in the midst of their great endeavors, because we know that African-Americans can't do anything great without negativity, they were then caused to be a, not, a violent organization with guns and blah, 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 even though they knew their rights to carrying guns and so forth and so forth, Black Panthers. But I say all of that to say that Kanye's father being directly with the Black Panther Party movement and Black Panther Party movement took place in the 70s. Kanye's old as shit. He's like probably 45 right now. So his father was like one of the good old Black Panther people. Kanye was exposed to African-American culture at its finest in addition to his father's background, his mother was, because she passed away, she was a professor, an English professor, I believe, in college. In addition to her work in the academic world, she also was very involved in the civil rights movement with the addition of being arrested for sit-ins, and he was arrested right along with her because, again, Kanye's old as shit. Kanye knows his culture. He knows his background. And I just want to say this is a marketing scheme for him to be able to push out a new album. But I just feel like enough is enough, Kanye. Like, you have to come back. I was just recently reading the Charlemagne the God book, Black Privilege. And he mentioned how when you feel drained and you feel lost on your path, you have to be able to reach back to those moments that first inspired you to be who you are or want to become who you are and I put that message out for Kanye because Kanye needs to go back to Chicago he needs to go back to his family he needs to go to his mother's grave hell he needs to go to Japan where he went to go study there for a couple of years yes I am a uber fan of Kanye and I know he went to Japan or China or somewhere in the Asian continent yeah that's a continent but he needs to go back and revisit because I feel like Kanye really is lost right now between being a father, still mourning his loss of his mother, still mourning the cheating of his ex-girlfriend that he always talks about is in his songs, even though he's married to Kim. He really just needs a break and just needs to detox. I don't know what's going on with his camp, but I do pray that he comes back. And I will not lie to you guys because Amir Affair is no liar. 
when he does have another concert, I will be attending because that's how much I support him. But I just need him to come back. And lastly, black people, if there's anything that we are good at outside of cooking, basketball, football, and like a whole bunch of other good shit, rapping, there we go. We're good at forgiving people, so quit all the bantering bullshit. We're going to forgive him in the next two years. We're going to embrace him right when he comes back with that cook crack freestyles. He's going to be welcome, so stop the shit. Kanye's coming back soon. The end. Off that topic. Alright, last topic, y'all. And this topic is about the Honorable George Clinton. If you do not know who George Clinton is... Please watch Good Burger. Remember when Kel and Keenan were at that crazy people's home and they started singing that song and everybody's dancing and the dude, the black guy had like different colors in his hair. That's George Clinton. Yeah, y'all know who I'm talking about now. And he made that song, I'd rather be with you. Ooh. Oh wait, shit, that's but Lucy Collins. Well, he made some good songs you could smoke too. George Clinton was the man. So George Clinton, 77-year-old George Clinton said that he funked too hard and is retiring from touring. I repeat, 77-year-old man. <laughs> he just got a pacemaker about three weeks ago and subsequently announced he was retiring from his touring last month. Nigga, you old as shit. You should have retired a long time <laughs> ago. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is like a newfound <laughs> like idea for this man, but at the age of 50, I will let this go. Like, What's the point of you still touring? Like, I understand money's where touring is, but he has songs and soundtracks. Like, dear artists, new artists, up-and-coming artists, it's not just about the money that you're making. It's not about the records that you're selling. You should invest your money at all times. Like, you should have establishments that you're putting your money into. Stocks, bonds, CDs, touring. So when it's time for you to retire, you're comfortable, your family's comfortable. And also, figure out who your friends and family are. Not everybody related to you is good for you, and they just want your money. Figure out a good 10 people that rock with you for your early years up until now that you're famous, that you could help out. After that, cut everybody else the fuck off. So I'm happy that George Clinton is finally retiring from touring, but I need him to talk to his buddies over from Detroit, The Temptations. Ain't nobody coming to see you no more, Otis. Your whole group died. Everyone's dead, except for you. Yo, I swear, they need to take a page out of Destiny's Child's book. Like, they had a few member swamps after a while. Okay, people need to learn who the members are, get used to their personalities. Like, you have probably, let's see, three replacements for David Ruffin by now, about two for Eddie Kendricks, and a couple others for Melvin Franklin. Nigga, bye. Relax. Everybody else from Motown's either dead or stopped it. They stopped the music, period. Like, even Diana Ross, she didn't retire when everybody's pushing her out the door. She just said, you know what? I'm over this shit. Not the temptations. Y'all still going. I mean, again, David Ruffin said it right. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. So, thank you, George Clinton, for retiring. And hopefully, that inspires Otis Williams of the temptations, the temptations period, to stop fucking touring. The end. So, that concludes episode six of The Spill. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I greatly appreciate your support and your ears and your attention and all the above. 
And if you want to know any more information about the spill, make sure you follow me, troll me at It's A Fair Play. I appreciate it. And I want to dedicate this episode to me madre. She's dope as shit. Thank you. Be blessed. Don't be good. Be great. Good is the enemy of great. If you think you're good, work harder. Peace.